Extended unemployment, Benny's about to expire. Time to get your fat ass off the couch and find a job. Or is it? Take what's left of your stimmy fortune and go all in with DraftKings.com. Dig through the Cheetos and find all that loose change in the couch cushions where you've been living like a king with all that free money and go all in with DraftKings.com. Summer may be coming to an end, but NFL and college football is just beginning. And what better way to secure your COVID financial future than letting her ride today with DraftKings.com. Welcome to episode 32 of the Dump and Change podcast. I'm Reed McDonald, uh, coming to you from the Odd Man Rush Studios, deep, deep in Eagle River Valley. Um, been a while since we've all been together here, and this will be the last one for a while that we're all going to be together. And uh, hopefully we'll be, um, apparently, uh, people in the know, not me, say we have the technology to uh, call in, so we are going to need that as uh, there'll be few of us uh, in and out of the lineup, as they say, mostly uh, Walter Eunice. Uh, Walter, what's up, buddy? Uh, nothing, nothing. It, it, it uh, was nice to be able to uh, get this one squeezed in for sure. Uh, you know, getting a guest like this tonight is a pretty, pretty special deal and, and uh, just excited to be here um, and get going. Did, did, we want to, did we want to discuss any current events or... Sure. Should yeah. we skip it? Well, let's start with the Seawolves. We were just talking about the Seawolves. Yeah. It sounds like they're going to make it. They're like, I think they're under 500000 away, which is, you know. You know, and hopefully close. whoever is collecting that money, hopefully with that money is a plan to, to, you know, convince skeptical people that, hey, we have the money now. Here, here's what we're going to do. They've lost an absolutely unreal head coach. coach. They've lost the five Alaska players they had rostered this year and, and you know and, they, and all those guys to their credit they all hung on as long as they could and that's awesome um but uh hopefully there's a plan in place to not you know i don't care about the, the, this year's a wash it's gone and i don't care about next year i want to know about the year after so i, I hope it works uh the sea wolves are a huge part of the hockey fabric in alaska and i just i really really hope that the plan is in place you really think the first step to me they got to hire a head coach right and, for, for and, sure and get that guy out on the road let him hire a staff and uh let him go to work they they, they need time to go out and find some some players and then they got to start working on a schedule for down the road yeah. too and head coach has got to have some assurance that you know he's going to have a program to actually develop and, and build with because he's going to be selling a product to those coaches i mean it's no easy move as you know it, it, to come to alaska so uh, i really hope it works i i really really hope it works yeah so we're, we're all we're all pulling for them and and the the bigger picture is like yeah you're right after this what do they do they they're they're the battle's kind of just begun and, and hopefully we can get past this and, and and get them a barn on campus that's it's uh up to yeah, you know, a lot of these barns. You've been in the Division One barns. I mean, they're they're unreal. Their locker rooms are unreal. You need something like that to attract players, or it's it's not going to happen. And that's uh, and and so yeah, I, I hope they I hope they make it. We need them. We and need I think them. from the Wolverine standpoint, like we want them to survive too. Oh, for we, sure. We want them here. We want an, an option for you know places to go and and you know when teams come into town, they're able to come and watch our games and stuff too. So it, it, you know, there's a lot of factors to this thing, but we we'd love to see them make it. Big time, big time. I, I, I just briefly, the only other thing I really want to cover was kind of the post-tryout fallout. Uh, our youth hockey tryouts were this past week, and, uh, you know, big winners. Uh, the, the, 
love them or hate them, and I love them, but, uh, you know, the Alaska Oilers, they have two teams, two, two, two organizations, and, you know, they can call it whatever they want, and they wound up with a lot of teams and a lot of good players and a lot of good coaches and a lot of people that are, that are really invested <clears throat> over there. Uh, our beloved Mustang Hockey Association's it, it, taking it on the chin this year, yeah. big time. Um, I, you know, and I wish I could say it was just the comp program that's in trouble, but the the house program is probably going to suffer for a while too. It, I hope that this is the rock bottom for them, and we can start rebuilding from this. And I hope that at some point I have more in town time to where maybe I could get involved with that program again. But uh, MHA took it on the chin for sure. The Oilers uh, have a lot of teams uh, for sure. North Stars did their things as, as per the use. All-Stars seem to make a nice recovery as well. Um, the big thing for me this year <clears throat> is Team Alaska. You know, it was designed as a program to keep kids in Alaska at the Tier 1 level. And I'll be honest with you, since they started, I, 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 I – there's more kids have left the state of Alaska since they've started that program than maybe the 10 years previous to that program being in existence, not only, you know, because of COVID and stuff like that, but, you know, it's supposed to be a cost effective cost saving measure, you know, real. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, no, you know, real. And, and these people, you know, it's still, it still becomes a political thing in, in a tier one program that still has dad, dad coaches or coaches that have no accountability. Like they're going to be the coach next year. They know they're going to be the coach next year. So they just, you know, they do, okay, yeah, well, these are the terms we'll go to, this, that, and they just, I mean, they do, what is the office space? They do the bare minimum to not get fired, right? And it's, I'd like to see something done different, and I hate to say it, you know, maybe we go back to the, the, the way it was. Maybe Tier 1's awarded to an individual association every year because then at least you have some pride of ownership for that. We program. talked about that before pride of ownership. And, and that's, that's what's lacking. I think in the, in the triple uh, having the state run it. Um, and who are they, who are they advancing? That's, that's a, that's the other part of it, but it, it was, it's really expensive. And the other thing is too, all four teams operated independent. There's, there's no, there's no like, you there, know, there should again, be a team Alaska war. Room. Someone, everybody exactly. sits together. Exactly. So, um, so I think they, they need to make some changes and, um, for sure. But, well, we'll see. And, and you know, we talked about – I think it would be a great idea to tie the AAA program to the Wolverines because then you have 14s, 15s, 16s, 18s, and then guess what? No. You're playing in the freaking null. Yeah. And hopefully uh, – you know, uh, Seawolves, Seawolves, baby. Yeah. Boom. We got everything. Don't have to leave. You know, what keeps kids in town or not. We've gone over this many times in the podcast. Sure. So like, uh, you know, average I'm, kids. I'm trying to just not. get my bearings up here oh, yeah. and, and oh, yeah, learn yeah, yeah. the yeah, different – you know, associations and what's going on. But I think that would be a great plan, Reed, to have everything under our banner and, and you know, we control the coaches and, and that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you all work we would, together. Yeah, you know? and yeah. We, we would love to have the best players stick stick around and stay in town for sure. Well, and that's how real programs work. Like, you know, Reed and Mike and Kenny and Walt and Ken, we get in a room, we look at our boards, we have every player's name on there, and we talk about it. Yep. And we talk about it week in and week out. And when we're going to these showcases and these events, we're talking to the people of who, you know, like, I mean, for instance, how many phone calls did anybody make for Gavin last year, you know, as far as advancing his career, getting him some looks in the null, you know? Right. right. So yeah. it just. No, it's got, it's got to change a little bit there. Got to change I, I think bit. that's just. Uh, 
yeah, hopefully they they get it. I, I don't even know how how uh, they even have an eighteen team. Did they have they put one? I mean, there was I heard. I it was think they all left. Like it was, well, yeah, I, I heard the other day that there was a real danger of not having an eighteen team. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a bummer. Totally. But uh, we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, uh, the big Ginge is here. He's worked uh, 80 hours this week, but he's here, and uh, he's been up since 3.30. Yeah. Uh, you, you look it. You look like it. Yeah. <laughs> say, you look like it. Well, I look like shit normally, so <laughs> I must look real bad. Yeah. yeah. The no, beard's I'm, nice and patchy, though. It looks nice. Yeah, you know. It's, Stress. It's getting itchy, too. It's, it's not helping, too, that, like, these mask mandates are coming back now. You put that mask oh, on, and it brutal. takes all of 15 seconds for it to get steamy in there, and it just starts itching. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Did wake up this morning, and it was brisk, which means moose hunting season's right around the corner. It is. Oh, yeah. This is yeah, prime yeah. moose hunting weather. Yeah. Kenny's getting ruddy. Yeah. So Where are you I, going? Oh, wait, I can't undisclose location. <laughs> we'll just say Western Alaska. Western Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Flying in. Where your family's from. Yes, yes. Did we get a chance to talk about that? Did we talk about going like? The Costco. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We oh, talked yeah. about Antioch. Yeah, it's been all the time. <laughs> Indeed, up yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting, man. It was interesting. It was local local flair. It was awesome. Do you, hunt, do you hunt a river? No. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's kind of out by McGrath. Gotcha. Um. But yeah, wake up, brisk air, kind of like you know, you start getting that like under tuft on your chest hairs and getting a little ruddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been cold all goddamn summer. I mean, what are you talking about? It's like it's, it's been it's, 50. It was a different cold. It was that, it was that nip, termination nip, dust yeah. is around the corner. Like maybe, maybe, tur- maybe turn the heat on. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> At least for the yeah. morning. Yeah. Yeah. I, my mom's heat went out or uh, her boiler went out. She's got baseboard heating and she goes, oh, God, I've been cold. I had to get an extra blanket. I'm like, Mom, it's summertime. What the hell are you talking about? And she's like, well, it was 45 degrees last night. I went, shit, it was. Know, really? It's, it's cold. Yeah. That it was, it was that cold. That's chilly. So. Well, we haven't seen the sun since I've been here, so. <laughs> yeah. It came out for sorry, five coach. minutes. Yeah, sorry, Coach. It was here earlier. <laughs> you, missed it. you missed it. You missed it for today. But, yeah, everything's good. Just at home. Yeah. Dealing with. Uh, kid on the way. Kid on the way. First that's right. Kid. Yeah, she's doing awesome. I'm excited. When uh, the due date reminds January again. 13th. Good hockey birthday. Right. It's going to be a little girl, birthday. so. Nice. A lot, of, a lot of room to play there. Yeah, she's going to have. She's going to have fun over the next four months here, so we'll oh, see. Yeah. I started, you know, giving her, like, cute little pet names, like Pregnator, the destroyer of snacks and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off me, I'm starving. <laughs> she said that the other yeah. day. Thought you were going oh, on a diet, fucking, She was eating a fucking quesadilla with a PB&J. And went, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you eat like a child. Damn, I wish I could She's do like, that. Leave me alone, I'm creating life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish yeah. I could do that. Uh, eat anything I want. Oh, yeah. You and know, then, it's... Well, it's cause. in in uh, in that breath, right? You know the uh, the sympathy weight is real. You know, it's, yeah. baby, it's, oh, baby, yeah. it's, it's baby weight. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to say no when she's like, "God, I really just want Pizza Hut tonight." Pizza Hut. We haven't eaten yeah, there fuck, in three years. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Make her happy. Yeah, whatever. I'm doing this for you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> what normally? So you're not not the diet's not happening at this point. Diet? No, whatever. It's Are fine. you still on that damn diet? Okay, I switch it up a little bit. I'm not actually. I had the I had the loser app. We were doing the loser, loser app. app. Yeah. It, that did serve a purpose. In the it was kind of like an exercise. And like, okay, what am what does four ounce of chicken leg versus this and that? It kind yeah. of gives me, yeah, you know, am I eating yeah. too much, you know, carbs or whatever? Uh, so I kind of got that dialed in. But lately, I just I've been still working out and hiking and, and in the weight room, but just not eating. Are the blueberry pickers out? And yet? I'm drinking a lot. So it's like. 
I, I doubt it's healthy, but I'm down yeah. to like 181 now. So I'm like the latest I've been in a while. You're, so. you're leveled. Are the blueberry pickers out yet? I, not by me, no. No, not yet. I, I don't go to the public places anymore. I just Well, they they were invading your, your land there. That was a couple of years ago when they, yeah, they uh, mm-hmm. announced that uh, they had good berry picking at Mile High. And then there's only room for like five cars, not 25. And then every time you came up there, there was so got some tense moments. Uh, more, more of the ladies that, that were getting, my, my wife and her friend were really, really. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Can you call your dog over here? <laughs> yeah. Go back to Anchorage. <laughs> they were, it, was, it was ugly. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I look at my buddy Sack, my Sack, we don't get involved unless. You know we have to. So just keep yeah. your head. Down. I just kept my head down. I kept picking. I didn't want to be a, a, oh, anything yeah. to do with it until they, you know, they, you know, you know, whatever. So it was, it was good. But um, yeah, uh, I had a nice moonshot the other night. I'm, I'm, I'm dri- <laughs> driving. Not another day. Day I'm driving in, delivering kegs into Anchorage, and I look over and I, you know, someone comes and then they right next to me and they slow down and slow down. So you realize and you look over and I get this little white ass in the in the. Somebody right didn't up. know. At first, I'm like, I don't know that. It's like, I thought it was like a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> Turns out it was Dub. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, hey, right back, I thought it was hilarious. I'm, yeah. a, big, I'm a big fan of that. Oh, a big yeah. fan of the moon. But it, it caught me off guard because I did not recognize the car right away. And it was just like, it was such a little ass. I was usually like, usually it's like my boys doing it in there, you know, big hairy asses. Like, he he recognizes those asses. So that, that, that was kind of fun, but, uh, he was pretty proud of himself, especially he, he got coach Rito, got coach Rito. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. And I can and I was there alone. I couldn't, well, I, I guess that there, I Swanee did it one time where he moved me while I was driving the car. He's a Subaru. So he was able to do, I couldn't do that. I was like, I don't want to just like jerk off the road. And then like, you know, boom, I'm in the freaking weed. So I did. Yeah. I was trying I to, I wanted to get that. him back. I had, I had no, I had no ammo. I had no ammo. I'm sure you'll get him. I'm sure you'll get him back. It's up. How do you do? Do you put, put it in cruise when you're in the, in the you I don't know. I never did I it. So, yeah. I don't, but Swanee did it one time. Yeah, he was, you able put it in to, cruise and he was in a small car, the super, he was able to cheek up and he's got a big ass. He was able to cheek up and get his ass up in there. That's a, that's a, athletic move it was he's quite the athlete well, so it was pretty cool but actually uh before we go to hail here uh the last pod i gotta i gotta mention the last pod was fucking classic um gav and i are going down to uh take him down to uh minnesota for the fairbanks ice dogs uh camp and so we did a pod that night and the pod gets over we leave it like i can't oh, remember we leave story. it like 11 and, it, and we get done with the pod, and we're having a good time. It was Sway, I think. Swayman was on the pod. We're having a good time. So we start having beers. I kind of forget that I'm supposed to leave. All of a sudden, Sean is probably blowing my phone up. I turn my phone off when I'm on the pod, by the way, so I, and it's still off. So it, she's blowing it up. I'm not getting any messages. She comes down here. We're leaving for the airport in 30 minutes. I have not packed at this point, but it doesn't take me much. I'm a minimalist. She's in the car. She doesn't even get out of the car. She rips straight into the driveway. She is spitting fire. As Call red as that a, flannel. Call me a fucking idiot. And the, I mean, whatever. Else. I mean, it's on, it's on tape. I think she got you. Know, I, I yeah. Hey, I'll grab the camera. So it gets better. So I, I leave. I'm like, I got to go, boys. So I get a rush home. So now I'm, I'm strapped. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go. Um. You know, I'm, I'm kind of an older guy, but uh, I get up there. I'm like, I was going to not even take a shower. And I was like, ah, I'm like, you can fart out. What happens? Oops. Fucking sharded my pants, my shorts. Sharded, dude. So I'm like, now I'm like, now I got to take a shower. So I grab it, throw those in the shower. Thank God Gavin decides he's going to shower. He was not really packed. So, so Sean does, like, you know, 
double pissed. I started zoning in on my son. I'm like, thank God, man. He got me out of there a little bit. But, yeah, that was a uh, – that happens, right? I mean, it, it does to me. Apparently, I, just, I mean, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. I, I'm so not anyway, sure. It was, uh, it was a surprise. But uh, surprise. I, made, I made through it. I was just la- – I was laughing my ass. I'm like, dude, this is it. This is so I seen her coming down the road or down the driveway, and I'm like, oh, it's Sean Oak. Not hey. happy. I had to jump out of the way. Not happy. She's like, she's, she over. would have ran me over if I would have stayed in the way. So. She's like, get in the car. I'm like, I'm driving my truck home, honey. It was just- yeah, she could be pretty. Reed, are you fucking pretty. serious? Yeah, <laughs> I got, I got all that. We've all been there. You We've and your stupid there. friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly and then what he you start, said. And then Hale starts recording. Oh, yeah, I took okay, full, so full opportunity. All right, I, I, I don't mind. I had, I had to. I had to. It's I couldn't good. help it. And really, right. so far, I haven't heard one thing that you could defend any of this. No, <laughs> not right. Much. 100%. Oh, pretty much. Oh, pretty much. 100%, 100% right. 100% correct. 100% right. But I did get ahead all my. It takes me. I got it down. I can take like 10 pounds of clothes on these trips. Yeah. One pair of jeans, boom, you're there a week. It doesn't matter. One pair of shorts, one pair of workout shorts. You usually have a, my, you know. My, my saying is always, don't worry about it. There's a Walmart there. Yeah. Yeah. There's exactly. a store there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Speaking of Walmart, good, good uh, transition to that. Kevin. Uh, hey Hey, how's it going, buddy? What's up? What's happening? We're just glad We're you're here. Yeah, you. I'm, I'm, you hey, you're I was here. on time. I was here before. You two idiots were. It did, no, actually, well, actually, I mean, there was a what transport issue there. I forgot. I, mean, the, I, saw, I forgot the kegs of beer at my house. So oh, okay, because I, 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 I was I walked in thinking you guys were ready to go, but you yeah. weren't here. So, so well, I, I was a little late arriving because uh, Keith Morrison had a little skate for the boys down at uh, O'Malley. So uh, it was a good skate. It was fun. It yeah. was good tempo and. I think uh, when Coach Aikens watched, walked in the building, it, it changed a little bit. So it was good. <laughs> As it should. The As presence. It should. As it should. Uh, so, Hale, anything new developments you want to talk about? With your, uh... Nah, I got nothing going on. We got some, I got some career moves that might be happening. We'll see. We'll see nice. what happens. On so the down maybe, low. You know, on the down low. You know. I, uh, I got a new watch. Uh, I think we established the watch I got wasn't functioning correctly. So. Yeah, I got a new watch, so I'm on time now. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's right. How did the uh, How does your lovely wife like the uh, Blackberry soda? It was her idea. She made, and it was probably one of the best. There is three growlers, not crowlers. There's three growlers in the yeah. refrigerator. Really? Right now, so well, I'm, I'm, I made another batch, yeah, so, so we're, we're going to. Uh, she was wanting to know if there was any compensation for that or anything no, for there because no. it was her ideas idea, ideas were know, flying so. around that day i don't know who even <laughs> said it it could have been no her. she she thought it was great uh she thought um uh, she agreed with you it's definitely the best soda you guys made so thank she's you. she's liking it so. thank you that's awesome what do they say happy happy wife happy life or something exactly like that? it's okay jane just learning that yeah. jane just learning that uh, before we go any further, I just have to uh, mention this episode of the podcast brought to you by Palladian Sports, a new Southside store, The Team Shop. Uh, it's huge and it's beautiful. Uh, I, everyone knows they have new and used sports equipment, but now they have an in-house design department. They do jerseys, official jersey sponsor of the RHL. Not a big deal. Uh, corporate wear, engraving. Everyone gets a trophy, right, these days? Well, they don't mind. They do, they do those, too. So uh, Lisa Silence uh, down there will Voice take of care the of RHL. you. Voice of the RHL. Uh, so check them out. They're on the Book of Faces, Instagram. I'm sure they're on Twitter, uh, Knowing Bruno, all that good stuff. But, yeah, check them out. The Team Shop, beautiful. It's out there on Huffman. I do not have the address, but. Uh, it's a Huffman Business, Huffman Business Park. Park. Yeah, yeah, right in the cars there. It's a huge store. It's a huge. Southside Muscle and Fitness over there, too? Something like that? Yeah. Same yes. Thing, yep. 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 It's, that, it's in all those buildings, but it's a huge store. It's very, it's very Don Bruno. It, uh, 
it was very professionally built out by a wonderful contractor and crew. Right. Most yeah. penalized player in the RHL. <laughs> I'm not going to mention his, because if I mention his, his, his business, he owes me 100 bucks. Yeah, right? that's true. That's a diverse fight. That's true. 12201 Industry Way. There you go. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's a fantastic location. I was in there the other day, and just being able to have a facility that big, you have all the gloves and all the sticks and all the sizes and, and on top of all the workout gear and everything else and, and what a professionally ran uh, um, store and shop and business that, that he has there. Are they also doing the jerseys? Are they doing the jerseys for? Yeah, they're doing a bunch of practice jerseys for us and uh, camp jerseys, so they've been great to us so yeah, far. Yeah, they are unreal. Don Bruno, we love you. Lisa Silence, y'all. Voice Lisa, of the RHL. Only place you can get left-handed clubs in town. Yeah, <laughs> you lefty too. Yep. Oh, me too. I, don't, I mean, if I played golf, oh, I yeah. would go left. Well, but. I wouldn't call it playing golf. Just call it an excuse to get <laughs> shit face. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into it here, uh, Walter. You just get those glasses on there, old boy, and uh, <laughs> readers. <laughs> the readers. Holy the shit! Old, the, old, it's happened. the old cheaters, boy. Real yeah. Uh, excited, excited about this one. We weren't gonna, we weren't gonna do another one in person, but we had to when we. Uh, heard that this guy might be available. Um, our next guest recently celebrated 50 trips around the sun. Big 5-0. Born in Rochester, Minnesota, he did what every kid in the state of hockey does. He started playing hockey. After a couple seasons with the hometown Rochester Mustangs at the USHL, he would next travel to the University of Denver where his playing career was cut short due to injury, but where his coaching journey would begin shortly thereafter. He is currently just short of three decades behind the bench. Division One, USHL, AWHL, BCHL, NAHL, NA3HL, assistant coach, head coach, general manager. This man has done it all. Denver, Omaha, Minnesota, North Dakota, Chicago, Montana, Canada, New Mexico, Kansas City, and now Anchorage, Alaska, where he will lead our very first junior hockey team, the Anchorage Wolverines of the North American Hockey League. Coach, you'd make Johnny Cash proud because you've truly been everywhere. Pleased to welcome to the Dump and Change podcast, head bench boss of your Anchorage Wolverines, head coach Mike Akins. Welcome to the pod. There's no way you wrote all that by yourself. There's <laughs> just no chance. So, hey, great to be here with you guys. It's uh, been fun. Looking forward to it when Reed contacted me, and, and I've watched a couple episodes. I watched when he had uh, Coach Morris on here and uh, watched some of uh, Coach McSwain when he was on, the uh, yeah. uh, Alaska legend that he is. So uh, glad to be here. Well, cool. Aches, it was uh, I, one of those things where they go, um, oh, yeah, they, they announced a coach. And I looked at it. And the same thing happened back when they announced Aces coach back when Davis Payne came up there. It's like, oh, you might know this guy. He, he went to uh, Michigan Tech. I'm like, okay. Well, same thing here. It's like, you yep. might know this guy. He's from Rochester. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Aches. Yep. I haven't seen him forever. So, man, it's good to, good to see you. Well, I used to practice with uh, your teams, Reed, when and Kevin Constantine was a coach. And I'd go out and skate and uh, – my sophomore year, I, I went out a lot in just, like, my sweats and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden, my junior year, it was full equipment, and I, I got yelled at just like everybody else. I kind of got treated like the, you know, the eighth defenseman. <laughs> and then the next year, I played for the Mustangs. Right. Did so you play a couple games that year? Because I remember you being around. But... I, I just skated a lot. I practiced. Okay. And, and I think looking back on it now, I think had I really pursued and, and wanted to play I think maybe Kevin would have taken me on the team that year but I you know we had a phenomenal high school team yeah uh, my junior year GM, we had yeah. uh, you know six guys that played division one off that team and a bunch of division three guys and um, there were some some people that picked us to win the state tournament that group had won 
as Bantams, uh, both state tournaments, there's the, the, the Mahas, the Minnesota one, and then the everybody, the VFWs are a big sponsor in Minnesota, so they have their own state tournament. So, you know, Doug Zamolik and Pat Fershwell yeah. or Mike Curry, yeah. Yeah. Jeff Kriesel, uh, you know, some guys who played in the NHL and Division One guys. So that, that was a pretty special group we had growing up. We actually scrimmaged the Mustangs the one year. Your high school team? My high school That's team sweet. did. And, and I hate to say this, and people don't believe me, but I think we won. And, and later on, you guys won the national championship. So it was, it was a pretty amazing yeah. year for you guys. How did you do year. in the tournament? We, uh, we lost in overtime in the – in our opening game to Hill Murray, which we had beaten two times previous in the season, you know, it was just one of those deals. Our our, our goalie Jeff Kreisel, who was a stud and he was a L.A. Kings draft pick, he just just wasn't his normal self. Yeah. And and I was banged up. I I uh, probably really shouldn't have been playing. I had a bad shoulder. I got hit in the last shift of the game of the section finals and and got you know shot up and and did what I could out there, but. Uh, you know, it's amazing experience. You play in the in those days. It was only a, a one class tournament, so twenty thousand people there at every game. Unreal and, and uh, crazy, you know, amazing it's crazy. experience. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Coming from up here where high school hockey is like, yeah, you have a packed Bimboki, which is like maybe what eleven hundred, yeah. people. Then yeah. you yeah. go to the XL Center down yeah. there, and you're like, holy crazy! That's, that's awesome. a new. That's a step up. Uh, that's a, yeah, and it's all it's all telecast, and it's a big deal, and you. You know, the, there were some cool things they would do, too. You, you you got to make, like, some team videos and stuff that, you know, they would send a production crew down and as soon as you qualified and send you to, to – they'd send them to school and, and come up with some theme and do whatever, and that was always a cool deal, too. And they got the hockey hair guy, and they did that, yep. but I think they still do that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that yeah. was classic. Did you ever – I can't remember. Do you have a good hockey hair back in the day? I, I had, like, big hockey hair. Yeah. Like, got nice hair know. now. No, yeah, got great yeah. hair. Yeah. So. It, it Much gets, better than Keith. It, it doesn't really yeah. get long. I, I had some flow out the back yeah. and stuff, but it really just kind of gets big. I don't know. Afroed out. Yeah. Afroed out. Yeah. Well, that, those were some interesting. I don't remember playing you guys, but it just it had been a while. You, yeah. don't, you don't remember yeah. taking that L, huh? Don't, man. I, <laughs> you know, I think it was How a case where, read. With the, you know, the Mustangs won it uh, three out of four years in that span. That was, Rochester was the place to play and in the USHL. And they won the year before I was there, yep. and, and, then and, then, and then we won it, and then, and then it they w- took a year off, and they won it again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now and they I, don't have a team. And I think the year you won it, that, that was kind of the beginning of the year was like, uh, rebuilding a little bit, and, and you know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't great early on. And from, like, Christmas time on, you guys were scary good. Yeah, no, it was good. And that's when we had played Thunder Bay. And Thunder Bay went on to win their yeah. national championship. Yeah, Greg Johnson ours. was on that Dude, team. and That was some battles, man, yeah. battles. But, yeah, Constantine himself, he went on to coach in the NHL for a little bit. I think he's still coaching. Yeah, club. I think the last I knew he was uh, he was over in Europe and France and okay. some different places. And I don't know if he's back in the Western League. But, you know, he spent uh, four years or so with San Jose. And then signed a, a five-year deal and got fired the next year, so he got paid. Yeah. And then uh, ended up in Pittsburgh, and he was there for you know with the big boys, like yeah. you know Mario and, and Yager and those guys. And I think eventually Kevin's just one of those guys that he's really good with like young guys that he can that are they're gonna listen to right. him that he can intend, mm-hmm. intimidate a little bit and, and really coach up. And it got to the point where I don't think you're gonna tell you know. Yager, Lemieux, or those guys they are five seconds late for the bus. The bus is leaving. Uh, it's just right. not going to happen. Yeah, no, he was he was intense, man, yeah. intense. You're talking about the uh, the time. Tell that story. But Dave, I remember Dave Norquall 
Uh, he was, uh, I think he's a little soft defensive, real skilled guy, but kind of, kind of soft. Yeah. And, so, so I was at practice that day. I was over on the far side of the rink and, and, uh, doing a five on five drill through the neutral zone and, and Dave Norquill pulled up short of the red line because he was getting angled and he iced it and, and coach Kevin Constantine just absolutely lost his mind because he didn't take the hit to make a play and gain the red line and. He skated full speed while he was screaming, and he caught the player's bench, you know, thigh high, and flipped over the boards and was still screaming when he got up, and he had spit and crap hanging off him. He, he was unbelievable. I, I can remember him going and, like, uh, you know, Joe Spinelli or Zabo or whoever, you know, would go and he would whack him over the head, like, oh, with he a stick. Wha- he would whack you with a stick. All oh, the yeah. You know, he, he, it's stuff you couldn't get away with nowadays, but – you know, I can remember also at the end of practice, he did a lot of like three on three full ice for conditioning. And, oh, and plus, it's, it's fun, right? We'd battle like for an hour playing yeah. three on three. So, and he would jump in the game. And Kevin was a goalie when he played, but he, he would jump in the game with no equipment on. And usually I was, you know, the extra guy. So, so he got stuck playing with me. But it, it, it turned out it was probably lucky for me because he laid some of the hardest body checks in open ice with no equipment on against his own players that I've ever seen. It was crazy. Yeah, and he, I remember he had the plastic skates, too. Again, he was a goalie, so, yeah, yeah kind of off. But he was an intense individual. Oh, amazing. And, and then, you know, Mark Kaufman came in and was, was my junior coach for yeah. two years, and, and Koffer's still an assistant at Ferris State. And he, he was a little bit in that same mold. Um, as he's gotten older and mellowed a little bit, you know, it, yeah. it's changed. But he, he was intense also. That's the, that's the good old days. So uh, one thing we like to go on the podcast, kind of go back, and we're already kind of doing that at this point, but kind of your hockey journey, like when did you start playing, um, that, that type of thing, in, in Rochester, obviously. Yeah, I, I grew up in a hockey family. My, par- my parents are both from Winnipeg, so my dad uh, had opportunities to come down to the States to play. Uh, he had some options for football and for hockey, and, and he chose to sign a, a contract for hockey and didn't, take the college route unfortunately I think he kind of kicks himself for that and uh, he, he ended up playing in Fort Wayne and Philadelphia and Three Rivers Quebec and Toledo and one great story of, of how my dad ended up in Rochester eventually he was in in start of practice and he's skating around stretching out and the, the coach basically bumped into was like oh hey Bert I forgot to tell you, you got to be in Minneapolis tomorrow and my dad was like, well, we don't play in Minneapolis tomorrow. And he said, well, you do. I just sold you five minutes ago. <laughs> so, so, See you. Pack your bag. Yeah. So, so my parents, uh, basically their first thought was, hey, we're, we're, we've had enough. And we're going to go back to Winnipeg. Well, it's the middle of January or February. He's like, what am I going to do in, in Winnipeg. Winnipeg? So they load up the car and, and they go to Minneapolis. And they, they walked in the locker room. And one of my dad's friends he grew up with, uh, Billy Reichart, was in the locker room. And he said, you know, Billy, what are, what are you doing here? And, and Billy said, well, they, I'm playing in Rochester, or the, the old Rochester yeah. Mustangs. And um, they needed a few players, so he came up and he said, hey, why don't you come down, play with us in Rochester, and we'll get you a job at IBM. And uh, my parents never left. So I, I grew up in a hockey family, and I had an older brother who was a good player. Stud. Stud player. He, was, Bruce, uh, he, right? held, the, he held the scoring record in, in the state of Minnesota for a long time. I think he's still the third or fourth 
all-time leading scorer at Colorado College. He did okay. That got 227 points. Yeah, that's, he, that's all decent. Right. <laughs> if he would have played a little bit of defense maybe and maybe would have worked a little bit harder, he, he would have played a long time. Yeah. So he played on a national team. He always battled like Neil Broughton for the scoring yeah. race in the WCHA. Like He was just one of those guys. He was good at, at everything he did. Yeah. Great football player. He had 24, 20, 25 touchdowns his senior year in football. He was a good baseball player. and. Uh, scratch golfer at one point. Now he can't get it in the air when he plays, but you know, it's <laughs> just one of those things. So, and then my my other brother was a goalie, and I really wanted to be a goalie when I was little. And my my mom just said, "Hey, one goalie in the family is enough. That's it." Yeah. So, so I, I started out as a forward, and and I, I think I was kind of uh, the one that was pretty conscious about being F three and staying high. And, all, and my dad just said, "Hey, let's make you a defenseman." And now all of a sudden, you're kind of something special on the blue line when. You got a little bit of skill, and you can make some plays from back there, and and so I mean, yeah, I finished my career as a defenseman. Yeah, so you, you grew up playing uh, minor hockey, all in Rodge, played for John John Marshall. I remember yeah, you guys. I left. Uh, I left my senior year and and played with the Mustangs, and you know that was a little bit controversial back in those days. That I was one of the early guys to do that. It yeah. just wasn't a very common thing to to leave high school hockey and and go play in the USHL. It, it was great for me because I, I got to live at home. Uh, you know, I stayed at my same high school and all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, I, I left a, a good high school team, and they they lost the championship game that next year. And it was, it was you know, if you really look at it, they had Doug, Doug Zamolik, who played eight years in the NHL, great captain, good leader. Um, they had uh, Eric Means played for the Gophers and was a good player and a college coach. And after that, they just had a really a bunch of like hard working, you know, just pretty yeah. solid players. Yeah. So they really weren't expected to do what they did, but you know it was so cool. I, I have a great story about that night. They they lost in three overtimes in the championship game. We were playing in Rochester that night, and uh, uh, Miami was in the building, like ready to offer me. And it was one of those that like I, I was pretty consistent. I felt like in my career and didn't play that many bad games, but. My my head wasn't really in that game that night. I would skate by the penalty box. Hey, how you know how the boys doing? What's the score and that kind of thing. Yeah. Just played awful to the point where Miami did not even talk to me after the <laughs> game that night. <laughs> Never heard from them again. Yeah. So in the long run, I played at the university. We won a national championship the next year in Rochester. Yep. Uh, great group of guys. Had you know just awesome team, uh, good teammates, and I went to, was lucky enough to go with my D partner Mark Luger. Uh, got a scholarship to Denver yep. as well. So right yep. away we stepped in as like number three and number four. They were rebuilding that decor, and so we walked into a great situation at Denver. So what? Uh, so you only played one one year. Tell me about. It. I, and I remember this briefly, but you had a, like a career-ending injury. Yeah, like in so a game in a practice. We were playing Wisconsin at home, and uh, just kind of got to the point where I was playing pretty good. I'd, I'd scored five goals in the last seven games that I played, and. On a team that was not very good, to be honest with you, we we were young, and um, there was a couple years there that they kind of struggled with some recruits, I think, at Denver, and we had a, we had some kind of haves and have-nots, and and uh, I, I certainly wouldn't even consider myself a have at that point, being a freshman. But you know what happened was uh, we were playing Wisconsin, we were on the power play, I kind of got rotated over on the half wall, and the the puck was in my feet, so I got turned where I was facing the boards. And Sean Hill, who played for a long time, was the guy who hit me. 
And I knew it was coming, and I, I made the play. I took the hit yeah, to make yeah. the play. Constantly so I, I dished it in the corner, and he just kind of followed through with like a forearm shiver in the back of my head, and it, and it pinched my spinal cord is really what happened. So I went down and uh, was paralyzed for, you know, a brief period. And then by the time oh, I got shit. strapped down to the backboard and all that kind of stuff, I actually yeah. felt pretty good. Yeah. And um, really what they found out is uh, there was a little bone um, between C1 and C2 in your neck, and it's the hangman's break. And they really think that uh, it was broken when I was like a year and a half old. I oh, fell out of the shit. crib, and I just got hit the right way, and, and that bone was rounded and kind of worn is why they think it was an old break. And, and because it was round and worn, it's probably what kept it from severing, severing. my spinal oh, cord. Shit. And so, yeah, you know, that, that, that point, I really thought, you know, hey, I've, I've played my whole life essentially with a broken neck, and I played football in all sports and was a fairly physical player when I played. So now I, I get C1 and C2 fused together. They took some bone out of my hip and wired that bone in there and let it grow together. And I'm thinking I'm going to redshirt my sophomore year, and I'm just going to continue to play hockey. And uh, really it came down to the school lawyers just said, it's not going to happen. So they paid for my school. I wasn't smart enough to take advantage of that, of course. I, you know, it, I went to school to be eligible play to play hockey. hockey. Yeah. I did play in the golf team for a couple of years, so that was kind of cool. They oh, had nice. a Division two golf team. It's, uh, about three years ago, I finally finished my degree with, nice. the, with the thought cool. of if the right Division one opportunity came along, you know, I, I would have that degree and could go. I had gotten a few phone calls in the past and be like, hey, I'm, you know, Sorry, Duluth, I'm an idiot. I don't have my degree. I, you know, I'd love to come coach there, but I don't have a degree. So, yeah. you know, I finished that. And, uh, you know, I, I was when I left Omaha eight years ago, I really just kind of got out of coaching because I had two girls that were to the age where to get hired and fired and keep moving around the country wasn't going to be fair yeah, to them. So we went home to Rochester. Um, uh, one of the hospitals built a training center there. So I did that for eight years. And then the Rochester Grizzlies came into existence three years ago. They practice in the morning. All my hours at work were afternoon, evening. So I said, yeah, and I'll, I'll go to games when I can. So uh, it was really, pretty cool. And we had, a, we had a good run there. Yeah, no, it sounds like, and, and you're, you're accredited for a lot of that uh, success they had there. So it sounds like. It, it was fun. I mean, I, I got to do a lot. You know, the, uh, Casey Mignon, who's an assistant now in, uh, for the Norsemen in the NA, um, was the head coach the first year. And then Chris Ratzloff might be a name you know that uh, was uh, a year older than me and uh, played with us in Rochester and, and played some in Des Moines, came in and, and took it over. And so, we, you know, we just kind of, no egos between us and, and, you know, co-coaching, like, and he gave me free reign. So it, it was fun. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We saw that little gap. And that was one of our questions. We had saw that little gap in your, in your coaching career. I mean, you were, yeah, like, like, like uh, Walt said, you've been all over the place, yeah. USHL, BC league and the not, I mean, you've been everywhere. Any lingering, things. any lingering things? stiffness, you know, and if I really, if I knew I wasn't going to play hockey again, uh, I probably wouldn't even have done that fusion surgery oh gotcha yeah because Skip it. yeah i like I, I play golf and that, so i lost yeah. a lot of range of motion you know my swing is really short and compact because of it and you know i hit it nowhere i just kind of play old man golf and bunt it around and i got a good <laughs> short game so i can kind of survive and and shoot decent scores because of my short game but yeah you know if i could do it over again if i knew i wasn't going to play hockey I, I don't think i would even done that 
that surgery. Yeah, that's a that's a wild story. Yeah, that's crazy. And that, that's probably the last time I saw you. I was trying to think. The last time I saw you it was like when I was at Michigan Tech. You, you and Lou, because I remember Lou yeah. was there. Yeah, and uh, that was been nineteen ninety ninety one ish. Yep, you're right. That was your freshman year. Yep, and I was a junior, I think. A little older, uh, but um, so what? Uh, so now we're we're. Uh, I mean, this is a huge opportunity to come, you know, and and uh, coach uh, yeah. in Anchorage in the North American Hockey League, which is getting better every every year. I mean, it's crazy. yeah, I've coached in the North American League before. Yeah. You know, the four years in Billings, and I loved it. And we had we had good teams. Like when I left there to go to the BC League, my team in Billings would have hammered my team in in BC. I mean, it, it was good hockey. The North American League is is really good and you know especially right now with the the pandemic you you had all these guys getting pushed back their commitments so you know the ushl guys were getting bumped down to the na and the na guys got bumped down to tier three we we had a bunch of guys last year in rochester that in normal years would have played in the na right so you know it's it's pretty cool when you start to look at that stuff but uh yeah you know it's a great league it's a great opportunity the the way it came about was pretty interesting because uh, Keith Morris had called me uh, during the winter, and it, it was just asking about our players. And, you know, he said, hey, I think we're going to get this this NA team in Anchorage. And, you know, I'm I'm behind the scenes kind of just trying to build the team. And, and he was asking me about the right guys. And, and he said, hey, I've watched you guys like four or five times. So I think it's a great story. And we tell our kids, like, now with games on the computer and stuff, you never know who's watching. Right. And, and here's a guy, you know that I had no idea was building a, a roster for the NA and he, he's watching us a lot. And uh, we didn't even talk about, you know, me potentially coaching the team or anything. I just, just say to try to help our players at that point. And then really what happened was Dallas Ferguson called me, who's an assistant at the University of Denver. And uh, he said, hey, you know, this ownership group is really strong. There's a lot of financial backing and, you know, Sullivan Arena is beautiful. And, and I think it's going to be a good deal. So I started to get a little more interested in it at that yeah. at that point. And uh, you know, I uh, he passed my name on to to Kai, and uh, went through the interview process. And and uh, you know, it's been great so far. I, I I just had a couple simple demands like, you know, I I need a car when I come up. I I like some housing, and you know, the salary is very good for this level. And when they gave it all to me, I, I just said, hey, I'm, I'm going to have to take this job. It's all yeah. said and done. Yeah. So, you know, here we are. Great. That's <laughs> awesome. So your your mom and dad being from Winnipeg, yeah. Keith's family is from, from there as well. Yeah. Is there any overlap there? Did, did anybody know anybody so. else? I don't think so. I think my parents were from the north end, and, and they're quite a bit older than, okay. you know, I was, uh, there's eight years between myself and my next brother, and and uh, there, were, I was clearly an accident, so there, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, but uh, how you much know, difference between you and Bruce? Like uh, th- twelve or thirteen yeah. years. So yeah. wow. you know, like Bruce was my my idol. He yeah. was my guy growing up, and and uh, pretty amazing. And 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 now it's interesting because we're, we're all still very tight. But I spend a lot more time with Jeff because Jeff's in Fargo. And so, you know, we're, we're member beautiful guests. Beautiful part of the country. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. The wind never blows <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Anything, so. Beautiful. We're member guest partners and, you know, in, in our country club golf tournament yeah. and that kind of stuff. So I, I spend a lot of time with, with Jeff and his family in Fargo. He owned a sporting goods store for a bunch of years and shut it down to go work for the competition. Shields sporting goods stores are huge down in the awesome. mainland. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome the store. Place. So he's a hockey manager and, 
and uh, does some some golf sales there as well. Nice. So nice. So look, looking at your uh, like like your resume, I mean, like we said, we've been everywhere, um, and some people probably don't know or maybe they do. Don't, but what what is like in your eyes and the difference between um, you know like the USHL and and the and the null? Because it seems like to me this is outside looking in. I don't know, but it seems like uh the null i mean it, it's getting better i mean the, the north it's it's uh there's all damn good players it's a little more there, gritty there's a there's a lot of hockey players coming from different areas that never used to right. we never used yeah. to get them from so you start looking at california and arizona texas. and texas yeah. and uh, florida you know there's hockey players coming from everywhere so there's a lot of them out there now and there's there's uh they're battling for spots and when the north american league expanded um, you know, it gave a lot of kids opportunity. So my, my deal with the USHL is every kid that plays in the USHL pretty much now is a division Guaranteed, one guy, almost, yeah. unless he does a non-qualifier. So, you know, you, it's good. Yeah, it's, like, and, 90, it's, it's like 99%. No, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and you it's walk crazy. in there and, and, you know, they're, they're professionally run franchises and, and there's an NHL presence at those games. And, uh, the, the college presence is amazing. Um, you know, then I think you go to the to the NA, and you're probably I don't know if it's fifty percent, sixty percent Division One. I, I don't even know what that number is, but it's it's probably half the guys for the most part in a, in any given year. And then you got a lot of Division Three players, and in Division Three, it's amazing how much better it is it's now. Like you pretty much have to go play junior hockey to play Division Three, where the old days, you know, you had some some guys that just said, "Hey, I'm going to go for high from high school. I don't want to play." juniors and i'm gonna just go play like division D3, three yeah. right uh, it doesn't work that way anymore so yeah, well, those those guys are coming out of junior hockey too there's a U- there's an article in usa hockey magazine maybe a year or two ago and they're talking about d3 hockey and they're talking about the problem with d3 hockey is there's four to six d1 players oh, yeah. on every on every roster yeah. so it, they were talking about expanding as we've discussed mm-hmm. the d1 teams oh yeah they're, they're definitely yeah, they're, 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 it's got to happen i think there's there's uh, some things in the works you know i'm hearing like how much hockey is blown up in las vegas for example unlv i hear is really close to and they've had a they've had a club they team, all right? have club yeah. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well yeah so it's a pretty easy USLA, transition really they've got the gear i yeah, mean it's yeah. just like what asu did and yeah, yeah. And, you know so I think well, oh, that's awesome there, there's there's a lot of guys that could play and i think when you start talking about that looking at it that way there's 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 a handful of guys in every NA team that could play in the USHL as oh, well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a case where it's – I've thought a lot about before of how many kids that we cut from our teams, whether it's the USHL, the North American League. If we just took those kids and put them on our team, they turn out to be pretty good players. You know, there's more players than there are spots. Right. Yeah, and that was the gist of that article. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's amazing. You know, the one I really feel bad for is goalies. Oh, yeah. For, every, yeah. for every email I get from a player, I get 10 from goalies. Ugh. There's there's maybe a spot on every team. You know, you maybe can, you have two and you probably have a returner or something. So there, there's just no spots for yeah. goalies. It's terrible. Yeah. And NA goalies, too. NA, they, they produce probably better goalies than USHL. I don't yeah. know. I, I, it seems like there's that, a lot of them. Just like looking at social media, it's like always, hey, NA goalies going yeah. to Duluth. This guy is going here. Yeah. Their goalies are just. Look at the out. NHL rosters. There's a lot of guys that came through the NA that uh, that make it to the NHL. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. NA's really taken off the past, past few years. I mean, it's a, like a legitimate hockey you know feeding yeah source and I, I think teams. the difference is uh, just the way some of the organizations are run you still get kind of some mom and pop type organizations right. in the na and 
you know, I, I that's one thing I, I like about what we're doing with with the uh, the Wolverines. I, I feel like we're a USHL franchise that just happens to be playing in the North American League. I think the the ownership group is doing things right, and you know, we, we're not going to be world beaters right out of the gate. I'm guessing it's going to take some time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We talk about how good a job Fairbanks is is done in the NA. Well. You know, they've been there for 20 years. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight. My team's in Billings, and I'm really good friends with Rob Profit. Yeah, Profit. And, uh, you know, Man. when, when he, he was coaching the team when I was coaching in Billings, and there were, there were a lot of nights that we, that we beat them. And, and you know, it, it was a struggle for them to beat us back in those days, and it, it killed Prof. Oh, yeah. It killed them. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they tried to beat us up and tried to win any way they could, and and our teams were pretty disciplined, and we'd get on the power play and, and find a way to win a game, and it would just drive Prof <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, they they've done a heck of a job up there, and you know, you said, uh, Rito, it, it didn't happen overnight. So, um, you know, we'll get there. I, I like what we're doing. I think we're heading in the right direction. I think we have the, all the support we need. You know, Sullivan Arena is a challenge for us right now. We we want to get in there and. You know, at the same time, we, we want to do what's right for the community. And, and right. if we can help find a way to to spearhead a, a solution to that, we'd love to do that. So Right. And tell us, tell us a little bit about, like, where, where is that at? I mean, I saw uh, uh, the, the boys, which was awesome, by the way. They sounded, uh, I mean, it was great. They went to the assembly meeting and kind of, you know, tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. Like, Yeah, we, we might not be able to play hockey much, but we got some good speakers and we can go and, Dude, and, and go it, to the, speak it, to the assembly and yeah, all that kind so of that, stuff. And, and again, I, I don't have the answer to the problem with the homeless and everything, but man, I think it's pretty shitty what's happened as far as getting them in there. And this is not coming from me, it's coming from me. Um, you know, they let them destroy that freaking building. Like, who was paying attention for that? I mean, that's a multi-million dollar uh, asset, and they just let them go in there and, and, and ruin it. And, and again, I, I'm not saying, you know, we don't have to do something there, but, I mean, come on. We have a, a uh, organization like the Wolverines coming in, filling a huge void in, in our in our sports. It's, it's almost, I mean, it's like a quality of life thing. It gives people something to root for, something to go to. And now we have a, this great facility that's made for sports, specifically hockey, and we can't use it because it has no copper in the walls. From, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a, they got to wake up. The assembly's got to wake the hell up. And well, just hey, let's talking. think too about all the other, you know, residual benefits of, you know, the hotels and the, yeah. the restaurants and the bars and, and all the, the equipment that's bought and the travel for the airlines and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there is a lot of benefit for the, the community above and beyond just the entertainment value. Big time. So, you know, again, it's a tough situation. Uh, I'm lucky enough I, I can kind of stay out of that stuff yeah. and, and let the people deal with it that need to, to deal with it. And, and uh, you know, we've got 40 hockey players. They're going to start practice on Monday. So that's kind of where I get to focus. Where, right yeah. So where are you guys going to practice? Subway? Or uh, the Royal Business Solutions <laughs> Operations Center. Yeah, I, I haven't figured out the name O'Malley Subway. Yeah, no, no, everyone, no. everyone calls it something different. Royal <laughs> Business <laughs> Solutions Center. <laughs> That's where you guys Subway. are practicing. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. Hey, so earlier you asked about how, like, kind of how you and Keith were talking, and then the ownership group re, uh, reached out for for you an interview. Tell us a little bit about how how did the interview process? Like, who interviewed you? Like, who called you first? Did you sit down with one person, two people? Like, how did that whole thing break down? No, so what happened? happened was uh i think dallas had run into um 
to Kai Binkley Sims and her brother and uh, got talking that they were looking for a coach and in Dallas thought of me immediately and and uh, so really when he was calling he was calling to see if he could pass my name on okay. to them and it was uh, Kai and we we just had a great talk and then you know I, I talked to Keith about it and and uh, you know just gaining more information and, and did some research on the ownership group that I could and and made some calls and prof was a guy I called and, and I knew he would know what was going on. So I relied on some of my friends and, and then it, yeah, it was just some, some, uh, zoom calls and, yeah. and yeah. We'd sit and talk and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it worked out. Cool. <clears throat> it seems like a good fit. So like, uh, moving forward here, let's talk about a little bit about your team. I mean, what, uh, what can we expect from, like you said, it's, it's hard, it's hard to start with a, a, a ground zero, no returners. Everyone's kind of fighting for a spot. Uh, but you got a shit ton of Alaskans, which is good for, for, for Alaskan hockey for sure. And yeah, what kind of, what kind of team you think you're going to have? Yeah. First of all, I'd, I'd love to have all Alaska guys, but they got to be yeah. able to play here. So, you know, that's something that, um, that we're going to figure out in the next little while. Uh, you know, when Keith built the team early on and then I got to kind of put my spin on a, a few players there at the end with a few tenders and draft picks of, of my guys. And, um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what we have. We, we think we have a nice, solid core of players. We tried to go a little bit older. My, my initial thought when I, when I accepted the job was, hey, I'd like to go young and really try and build this team and, and try and do something next year. But you know, there were a couple of things I thought about with, with COVID. I think the North American leagues is going to be as old as it's as ever, ever been, been yeah, because I, I think the push down of, you know, there's a lot of college recruits that ended up getting pushed back to the USHL and the, the spill down. And so I, I think the North American league is going to be old. And, and so that scared me a little bit of going too young. And then, you know, if you go young, there's no guarantee you're going to get those guys back, right. you know, and, and, and you know what, Hey, be honest with you. Coaching that league, the USHL is good. If our guys get drafted, uh, uh, you know, if I think it's going to be a better situation for them to go, I'm, I'm going to have them go. Yeah. And it's no different when, when I talk to kids about signing tenders. Hey, sign a tender with us, but Omaha drafts you or, or Waterloo or Cedar Rapids or Sioux Falls or yeah. Far, you know, hey, go to their no camp point. and yeah. try and make it. They, you know, and, and, and if you don't, then you know you're going to have a good place to, to come when it's done. So, that's more how I did it. I'm I'm pretty unpressuring when I go recruiting, and, and maybe almost to a fault where I don't promise anybody anything. Um, you know, when our guys that that were drafted, tendered, uh, whether you're a free agent, they're all coming in, and they haven't been promised anything other than they were going to start the season with us. So, right. you know, our, I'm, I tried to make that abundantly clear at our tryout camps that. Hey, you signed a tender. You better not just show up here thinking you got a spot oh, in this team because in a month from now you might not. Doesn't That's something that, that we've discussed. Like they're tendered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just want to make the team. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you know what? It, it really comes down to you hear all the. Oh, I didn't get opportunity to make a team, or you know, the coach went with this guy, and I'm a better player. And hey, we we like our jobs. We like getting paid. Yeah. We like doing what we're doing, and we we get we want the best players. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm in a position now being an older guy, and Keith and I have talked about this, that I am not going to take a suspect character kid who's a really skilled, good hockey player. I'm just not going to yeah, do it. No, I, reason, no reason to, we're, yeah. We're going after high-character kids, and obviously we want them to be talented. And, 
and I've been doing this for long enough that I, I do realize that, you know, we have some effect on the game and, and our development of the players and all that kind of stuff. But whoever gets off the bus with the best players, they got the best chance of winning. So we got we to gotta go find those yeah, players. Exactly. We've talked about yeah, that. That's a uh, Coach Wildism is what we call that. Sure. He's our local Chugiak coach. Yeah. 99% of the time, Walt, team that pulls up with the most talent, Gonna win a fucking hockey yeah, yeah. game. And when, <laughs> when, when you get those guys, then then you got to just kind of steer them in the right direction and stay out of their way. So until we get to that point, we we've got a lot of work to do. And and you know to be honest with you, I, I really don't know exactly what we have right now. Uh, in two weeks from now, I'll probably have a better idea. What I'm really hoping for right now is is we got some solid players, and I'm hoping a few of those guys are going to be kind of hidden gems that turn out to be better than what you even think. Anybody yeah. anybody from your NA3 team make the trip with you? We, yeah, we got a couple. We, uh, we tendered our goalie, who was the, the NA3 goalie of the year. Oh, nice. And uh, he's actually a great st- story. Shane Soderwall is a Chicago kid, uh, came up as a young guy, and he played behind the goalie of the year the previous year. And he wasn't real happy about that. But, you know, what I, mean? I think in the long run it was a great thing for him because – uh, the goalie that was ahead of him was a Swedish player, just did everything right. He, he worked hard. He, he was great off the ice. And I think Shane learned a lot from him. And Shane matured. And, you know, if, if this was two years ago, I, I'm not sure I would have offered Shane a tender. But he grew up. He started doing things right. And then he, he got the results on the ice. I think the kids only lost like five games huh. in the last two years. So, he, he's a pretty good goal. <laughs> his, his numbers are like off the charts. And here's another cool thing. He's been up here for over a month yeah. training and, and, you know, getting after it. So he's ready to go. Uh, we've got two other kids. Tyler Huffler, Huffer is a local kid. Yeah. Uh, started with the Austin Bruins last year in the NA yeah. and came and played with us in Rochester. Former Chugiak Mustang. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great state champion. Football, football family yeah. legends, yeah. I yeah. hear, yeah. from yeah. – from the area. If you don't know, just ask him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the cool thing about. Not Tyler. Not Tyler. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so Tyler uh, came and played with us in Rochester, and, and I wouldn't even have said Tyler was a top four guy at times. He was an in and out of the lineup guy at the NA3. And then by the end of the year, he, he was starting to get it. And uh, so it was just one of those deals that, hey, let's let's invite him to camp and see how he does. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. He, Did he show up? Oh, yeah, he's, nice. he's here. So, he, uh, you know, I, I think for Tyler, he provides a physical element. He's a good kid. He's a good team guy. Uh, where he fits in, I'm, I'm not sure right now. And, and then, you know, the other one that came up was uh, kind of another good story. Colin Peterson is uh, 01. Um was an older high school guy came and played with us in Rochester last year. Now it's his last year of junior hockey. And you kind of like, you know, do I, if he was an O two, like I would have tendered him. Right. And I knew I could have him for a couple of years in Oh one. And can he, can he step in and play and help us right now? And is it the best thing for him? You know, that, that goes into the, this, the realm of things too. Like, you know, is it an one? Does it make sense for him to be a, you know, a fourth line guy, and, yeah, and you know, when he, yeah, yeah, he he he's probably better off going back and and being the man at tier three. And and you know, realistically, if you're in that position as no one, you're probably going to be a division three player at this point in your life. You know, I hate to be, burst people's bubbles, right. and I do it sometimes. Say, hey, you know, listen, junior, you're 
you're probably going to be a Division three player. You might be better off and going and being a power play penalty kill Puck guy. Puck your stick. All yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Get all the yeah. critical minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, But Colin uh, is up here, and he just kind of keeps – getting better and better and better. He was good at the skate today that I went and watched. And uh, the cool thing about him is we, we had COVID go through our team last year, and it hit him hard. It hit the rest. I, I would have said I had a cold, uh, yeah. and, and, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But he had some respiratory things, and he was out for a couple months. And we were worried about if he was going to, you know, actually if we should put him on the the roster at the, the deadline, if he was going to make it back. And – he made it back, and he just was great down the stretch for us. So three Rochester kids that are up here, and uh, we had several others that came to camp and, you know, just didn't work out and probably better situations for them somewhere else. One of them got drafted to a team down south right out because we did two pre-draft camps. So, yep. you know, even the kids that came to our camp, uh, there were a couple that got drafted by other teams. Um, so, you know, that's where we're at. Yeah, so how many kids are you bringing to camp? I think we got 39 or 40. You got to chop that to, what, 20? Boy, you know, I think 27 to go to the showcase is the plan, and I think we've bought 27 plane tickets, so they're going to make it. And then, you know, we'll get to 23. They're getting rid of those extended rosters this year. So right now they're planning to go to 23 for the league. So that's a lot of guys we've we've got to go through and – you know, at the same time, and you mentioned it, Rito, that uh, we don't have vets. Like, it's it's land of opportunity with the Wolverines right yeah. now. You're you're coming to camp. You you've got a legitimate chance to go in and and find a earn roster a spot. spot. Yeah, yeah, earn no it, no doubt. Yep. So, you know, that's just what I've been preaching is the opportunity. The opportunities there. You're going to be given opportunities. We're going to go basically two a days for uh, the first two weeks, and uh, we'll do a couple. Uh, inter-squad games, and then we've got two exhibitions lined up with Fairbanks. So, you know, we'll, we'll give kids opportunities to play and, and see where things shake out before we go to the showcase. We'll cut those numbers down a little bit and jump right into it uh, September 15th at the, the showcase in Blaine. So, the, the, yeah, the 21st and 28th are having inter-squad games here at the Royal Business Development <laughs> solutions. Yeah, rolls off the tongue. Subway Center. I don't know, Subway. And oh, then uh, September fifth and sixth, you play Fairbanks. Both here or here, home and away? Or? Yeah, no, they're here because then I think Fairbanks was. Uh, I think they were getting on the the plane to to go south. I think was how it was going to work gotcha. out. So uh, looking forward to those. You know, I think it's uh, we're going to get thrown in the fire. Fairbanks will be good, just like always. They've got the veteran players and. You know, with us trying to go a little bit older like we did, we, we do have some guys, you know, it's not like we have a bunch of uh, guys that haven't had any junior experience. We have the guys that played for us at the Tier 3 level. There's some other guys that played Tier 3 that are in town to start the year with us. And then there's some guys that um, uh, played in Manitoba. Um, there's a handful of those guys. So we do have some junior experience. So, you know, I think we're going to rely on, on that heavily for the young kids to, to you know, get initiated and figure out how to do things the right way. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the showcase, and people listening don't know what the showcase is. Uh, that's something that is unparalleled. I don't care if you're USHL or not. That that tournament is freaking insane. It's at the uh, the Schwinn. Schwann's. Schwann, uh, Schwann yep, yeah. Yep. Ten rinks, and it's like. What's it called now? It's something different. 
Did they change it yeah. from the Schwann Super uh, Rink? I'm it's something ch- else, yeah. So, I, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's called the Royal Business Swan Center. <laughs> Swan <laughs> Sports <laughs> Arena Swanson Development Center. It's a subway. It's a subway center yeah, now. Yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah, that, that, that facility is unreal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. So what happens is every team from the North American Hockey League uh, comes and uh, those league games count too. That that's the other yeah. part of it. And when you're at the showcase, the the points are meaningful. It's not just an exhibition. Those count. Know. Oh yeah, those they points. Count. Yeah, they I never count. knew that. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's interesting. And every every NHL team will be every represented there. Oh, yeah. Every college, Division oh, One, yeah. Division Three, uh, there'll be club teams there. I mean, it's it's a big deal, and it's a great opportunity for uh, those scouts to see. You know all the teams in one location, and they also have, uh, in addition to the all, they have the AAA. Yeah, you know, they have the sixteen and eighteen, I think. Yep. It's just it's it's hockey like yeah, massive scale. It's, it's so it's they've so, got the parking so lot cool. to accommodate. A lot of places that are big don't have the parking. They have a nice parking lot there. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But uh, good good luck down there because that that is a uh, like I say, it'd be eye opener for the players too because there's like. Uh, it's just it's just a, it's a huge huge deal. It's so fun yep. to be there. Yeah, no doubt. And we you know we we want to be competitive. I, you know, again, I don't. We're pretty straight shooter. Like if I thought we were gonna be lights out, I, I would say, hey, you know what? I think we're gonna be pretty good right now. But I really don't know. I, I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, but it you know it, it's gonna take some time. I, I think I'm hoping we're gonna be competitive early, and and then you know when you get to like November and in December. I'm hoping that at that point we start to really, you know, figure things out as a group and and can become really good at that point. But, you know, there's so many unknowns at this point. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. Well, especially with this, your rink that you're supposed to be in, which is beautiful. Yeah, it, right. It'd be a great atmosphere. Well, we don't know what it looks like now. That's true. Sure. Yeah, and, true. you know, the, the most frustrating, like, you know, it affects us business-wise, too. And you think about it, you could, you know, we're, we're pretty confident that home opener would be sold out at 6,800. And instead, you're you could be playing in front of a thousand right. at, at Subway. So it's you know. Oh, so is Subway the back? Is Subway the backup? That that's the backup. It's, option it's right one now? of the options. So I, I don't know that that's been a hundred percent determined yet. Um, it's one of the options that look they're looking at it, and it's not like we went into this thing blind. You know, months ago we we knew this was oh, going to be potential yeah, issue. So hundred percent, we we pushed that home opener back to October fifteenth, and even started the season on the road. Right. Exactly, yeah. and that's why we did it to give ourselves the most uh, opportunity to to you know get that building fixed up and and make sure that those people had a place to go and were taken care of. And you know, it's been a struggle. And it would be one thing if those, you know, if that if if the facility was being respected and used as we are giving to them, right? We are giving you a space to, to, you know, live. And, and if they respected that, that's one thing like, okay, these people are still on their luck they're but they're not. And, and it's the opposite. So it's kind of crazy. I did have a question regarding, you got PD uh, from Alaska goaltending in the LA uh, Kings program assisting you uh, full-time. Yeah. P- yeah PD Meldoza is, uh, is going to be full-time. And then you've got an in-town coach. Merritt Waldrop? Yep. Okay. Any other coaching Merit on the who? staff? Merritt Waldrop. 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 We call him Baldrop. Baldrop. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, you know, you get uh, Keith will be on the ice with us quite a bit as well. Who's, oh, all you know, right. Keith's our director of hockey ops, but I'm going to utilize his, some of his abilities his and stuff ability. as well. So, you know, that's something <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got Coach Morris. you got to make sure to deliver Coach Morris's newly upgraded uh Coaching mug. Did you smell that? What was in that? 
I did not smell it. He's a big coffee drinker, so I'm, yeah. I'm guessing there wasn't anything stronger than that in there. Looks like it's cleaned, at least rinsed out. That would be Glines. He still, washes everything left stinks. behind. Coach Morris, you've been bothering me for the past uh, three weeks for this cup. I no will, one stole it. I will take care of that. I'll, I'll get cut, it to Nobody him. out here wants it. We're on the ice in the morning, or Keith is. Coach Akins will be upstairs watching, maybe having a coffee himself and <laughs> observing. So awesome. it was a Keith skate tomorrow morning for – any of the other guys that come into town. So, so. Co- Coach Keith, uh, Coach Waldrop, and, and, and PD. Yep. Coach PD will be your – Yep, those are the guys right now. And, and part of my thinking there was you got some pretty good hockey guys in this sure. area. that are plugged in. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, you know, like Merritt's a, a very good skill coach and, and – you know, skating and that kind of stuff. So we will have him doing a lot of skill development mm-hmm. and, and those kind of areas. And, you know, one different thing that you have up here is your cost being cost effective or, you know, assistance in other areas of your guys that sent, you send them out on the road to go find players, right? Whereas for us to leave Alaska, it's going to be a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a trip to yeah. go find players. It just doesn't make any sense. So those guys are really going to be with us for the most part. And then we've got a vast scouting network that we've put together. And I think that's going to be a big key for us to find players here for the future. Well, that, that like you said, too, like with this live barn stuff, it's like you used to have to go to travel to every one of these rinks, and these yeah. guys just living on the yeah. road was probably horrible. Yeah. But now they can just watch the I'm TV. I'm telling you, and, I have no wait. They will call you, and they'll say, hey, I've been watching games. You know, yeah. tell me about it. It's like you've been watching games where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got uh, live barn, rink, rink net, live barn. Yeah. There's, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. Be careful if you sign up; it's an automatic renewal every month. So just that extra thirteen ninety nine on your credit card bill that you don't see. <laughs> oh, nice. Make, yeah, look at them subscriptions yeah. <laughs> on your phone. Make sure to cancel that. Pay show. attention. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I had a question. If you know, you may or may not. But what is the status down in Kenai? So Kenai is yeah. one of those places where. Good question. God damn it. Just when they think they're I mean, they had a freaking great year the year before COVID. They were like Yeah, they were on they pace. were on fire. They, they, were, they, they were good this year. And they were good this year. So yep. now I've heard they their coach had a, they had a decent guy, and then mom got sick, and, and no. Yeah, no and, and you know, good opportunity for him to go to the to the East Coast Hockey League too. So you know, yeah. there's there's some positives to that, and Keenan Kelly would have done a great job there. Um, you know, they were on a call last week. They're they're plugging ahead, and they're I, I don't know if they've announced a coach yet, but they're they, they did did they announce they did one? on their social media? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. So I mean, you, you obviously want them to be successful, just like you know, yeah. you, heard, you know, probably wants this, wants Anchorage to be successful. It's going to help all the teams. We need one more to make yeah. it known. Yeah, we we would love to have an, one more team up here, and and you know, talking to our ownership group and stuff, they think that's a real possibility. So, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into this, and for the people on the the podcast, don't know, I mean, part of the deal for the Alaska teams to come in the league, we. We're responsible for bringing them up. For bringing them up, <laughs> yeah. we gotta fly them up. We gotta house them. We gotta feed them. And you know, it's a it's a big time operation. It's yeah. a high dollar budget. To, and you think when we go on the road, so uh, you know, you're 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 spending a lot of money on hotels and meals and buses and flights and the whole deal. So you know, it's a it's a big operation, and you know, the the sponsorship's going to be huge. And I know that. Uh, our girls in the office have done a great job, and we've got some huge sponsorship deals done. And, um, you know, when we go down and base ourselves, uh, when we go to the mainland, we're going to base ourselves in Rochester. 
Nice. So, nice. so I cut some hotel deals and they had a bus, you know, lined up and we're going to skate at Graham Arena, who was oh, the yeah. other rink across oh, yeah. town. Uh, the hotel is right across the street. So maybe Hybes can bill it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So we're going to, we're going to base ourselves out of there. So like, we'll leave the showcase, go to Rochester, practice there for the week, go play games on the weekend, go back to Rochester, practice there. Awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. So, you know, it gives me a chance to spend some time with the family. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for them, but you know, it's, uh, it is what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. Well, they'll work, they'll battle through it. I think Josh Dubinsky. Oh, nice. That, that's good. I, you know, I think, you know, you get a guy like that, he'll come in and do a good job, I'm sure. He was the associate. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you, you, well, you need those guys uh, to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, and the you know, and like you said, the one more team. Like one more team yeah. would really make this Alaska Nall presence even more sustainable. Well, and you have a guy like that that's – he's familiar with the organization. He knows uh, how the success they've had yeah. recently and stuff, and um, he'll do a good job, I'm sure. Well, dude, we're, we're, we're psyched. And if I, I have one last thing I wanted to say, and this is more for the people of Anchorage, is to give these guys a chance because Anchorage is real fickle like that. They, the like, they like a winner. Go to, the, go to the game, support these kids, and hats off to the ownership group and yourself um, and the ownership group. And Prof can speak to this. This isn't like a huge moneymaker for anybody. I mean, if anything, it's just, you're lucky to you turn a profit, but you're, you're helping these kids get to the next level. And, and that's what it's all about. So the people of Anchorage, give them a freaking chance, uh, uh, and you, you won't be, uh, you know. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised be when you come out and you see Big the time. level of the hockey and the presentation of the games. And, um, you know, it's going to be a good deal. Hey, Coach, I'll tell you, it, it, uh, we've been excited about it for sure. Uh, the, the Anchorage Wolverines has been a great thing. We've actually, uh, you know, been following since the early, early, early. I've, I've fallen into some meetings I shouldn't have been at and, and got to hear some of the different theories and ideas. So when it all came out, it was really exciting. I'm not going to say I was skeptical. I, I don't think that's a good word, but getting to talk to you tonight and listening to your vision and how you you talk and you coach and, and like, you know, what kind of person you are as far as like, you, you know what, maybe you don't need to be here. Maybe you need to be somewhere better than here. I think that I, it's made me more excited about the, the season you guys are, are about to have. And it, it uh, you know, you're, you've got a good, uh, you've got a good personality and uh, like me, you know, you got a, you got a face made for radio and, and I'm te- well, no, I'm telling you, I'm I'm way more excited about it now. Like listening to like sure. I'm getting jacked up listening to good, you be good. jacked up about it, and it, it's really cool. Yeah, but, it is, and it, when you see Tyler Huffer, tell him that he knocked a sprinkler head off my friggin' in ground sprinkler system mowing my lawn this summer, and he nice owes me ninety guy. bucks. <laughs> he's got nice. a better tan than I, you, Walt. I probably will see Tyler tomorrow morning at the Keith Skate, but. Yeah, we're excited about it too. And you know, it's not only the players that are trying to get to higher levels, the officials. Yeah. You know, there's people in the league office, there's the coaches, the trainer, you know, equipment people. It's it's uh you know, it's a big time development league. And, you know, I I wanna be here, but at the same time we all wanna go somewhere else, you know, bigger (laughs) and better, right? Right. The NHL calls tomorrow, I'm not gonna be here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Rumor has it we may get we may be close to getting some odd man rush beer at the uh, game, so we'll see. I uh, can't say anything right now, but it's it's yeah. uh, we're working on. Kai Sims, reach out, reach yeah, out. We're working, rush beer. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. I may have talked to a few people there, so uh, it's just happening. Car- Kari's probably the one you got to reach out to there. That she's the wheeler right. dealer right now. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, uh, Coach, thanks for coming on the pod, man. Appreciate it. And, thanks, uh, again, good luck to the Wolverines. And one more reminder, Anchorage, pull your head out of your ass. Get out of these games. Support these guys. It's good stuff. So, uh, other than that, I think it's time for Dump Change. Dump Change.